What if the son of Frankenstein and Dracula's daughter got together and it was like a Halloween rom-com? Welcome back to Movie Rampage. This is episode 2.1. Question mark. Question mark. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess we'll go with that. Um, I'm Tim. You heard Liz. Say hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. How are you tonight? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good. Do you know when we're recording this? Um, What day is this? October? <laughs> October's not a day. <gasps> October 13th. It's Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. <gasps> yes. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it's perfect for our I subject know. matter. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Did you plan that? Was that part of your master plan? Everything is part of my master plan. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much like Palpatine. I'm orchestrating everything. everything. Oh, wow. You're giving yourself a Palpatine role, are you? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Or, or actually even more so Jar Jar, because we all know that Jar Jar was the real, yes. you know, he was a real puppet master. See, Jar Jar is more fitting for you, I think. <clears throat> so definitely stick with that. <laughs> I'm not so sure that's a compliment. <laughs> all right. It is, it is, um, it is. <laughs> so there's a couple of things we have to talk about. Yes. Uh, first of all, the whole episode 2.1 thing, I, I think. Right. People are going to have some questions about this. They might be confused. Um, they might I'm confused. Lost. I, you know, I'm confused too, actually. <laughs> so what happened to episode two? Some people actually got episode two and started to listen to it. Yeah. It was like they were going down the road and everything was fine. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, some big nasty thing jumped out in front of them and they realized they were in a different dimension and they came back and they were like at home in their bed. So what you're saying is you've discovered time travel or dimensional travel, really. Oh, that's cool. If only. (laughs) Uh, So So give us the rundown. (laughs) Episode two. um, Episode. Oh, it's so bad because we had so much fun recording that. It was such a good episode. It really was. Episode two was on the late, great John Hughes. Uh, the writer and director, and and I will I have to throw this out there just because I did early in that episode. I didn't know who John Hughes was. Oh yes, <laughs> um, I had to look it up. Jonas suggested it, and like in our chat, he's like, "Hey, how about we do John Hughes?" And I read it I'm like, "Who's John Hughes?" IMDb John. Hughes. Oh shit, that's John Hughes. Right back. Yeah, that's a great idea, Jonas. That was really good. Uh, glad you thought of that. Um, so, you know, if, if hopefully listeners familiar with John Hughes, unlike me, um, that was he the did, best part. I know he did the Home Alone movies. Uh, he did the National Lampoon movies. He did a bunch of other stuff. Did Sixteen Candles and oh yeah, Bre- all the Bre- Breakfast Pack at Tiffany's. Stuff. Yeah, I'm not Breakfast at Tiffany's. I kept saying that in the podcast too. Breakfast Club. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I did fail. So we had a really good time recording that. Um, something happened in post-production, which I will completely take the blame for because that was, that was me doing that. I posted the episode and for some reason, only the first 20 minutes of the episode, 
uh, was in the final file. Unfortunately, <sighs> after we posted the episode, I deleted all the source files, so I could not even recreate the episode. Yep. So it is, in fact, lost and gone forever. It, Tears. It is, yeah, it's the lost episode. No one will ever find it anywhere. Really, really unfortunate. So this is episode 2.1 to kind of let everyone know that you didn't completely miss out on the spectrum of <laughs> the second episode. Because this is, I guess, it. This is Sorry. the second episode. This is the second them. episode, damn it. This is, you know what, people? Be happy with what you get. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so upsetting. And so. Uh, Jonas was so upset that he quit. <laughs> he was mad at no, you. No, I'm going to no. say, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I was mad really. at me. I was mad at me. I was, I was pretty furious. So we did mention Jonas. Uh, Jonas is not here with us. He's not dead. He's alive, but he's yeah, not yeah, here. He's, he's absolutely alive and well. Basically, what transpired was life, uh, and that's kind of the reason for our delay in recording here was Jonas's schedule was just really crazy, and the three of us were not able to to really sync up because of that. So, ah, life, I shake my fist at you. I know, exactly. Ah. Um, I, Liz and I are used to the rigorous podcasting schedule. Well, we don't have lives, so <laughs> it works. Apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> Uh, so our, we are changing our host format here a little bit. I know at the, the second real episode, and they're we're not used changing hosts. Yeah, they're not used to anything from us yet. So this is a perfect time to change hosts, possibly. True, very true, very true. Yeah. Uh, so basically, how things are going to be going forward? Liz and I will be the permanent host of the show. Uh, like this show, it may just be the two of us bantering back and forth and talking about your favorite movies. Uh, and on occasion, hopefully a fairly frequent occasion, uh, we will have a, a guest host. Yes. Sometimes possibly Jonas. A, a, exactly, yeah. So Jonas may come back and join us. Um, Lou has expressed a lot of interest in coming on um, to talk about something. So, you know, we're I, I, I think we're going to have a lot of fun here. But I think... So obviously this episode, it's just the two of us. Maybe the next episode, still just the two of us. And after that, you know, whatever works in. Basically, you'll never know what you're going to get from Movie Rampage, but you're going to like it's it. We promise. Movie Rampage Roulette. Ooh, can we change the name to it's, that? Because that's pretty awesome. <laughs> we, we should actually build a roulette wheel with the <gasps> names of potential guest hosts. And we just spin that wheel. Can we As can we interject we some like roulette wheel music here or like a sound effect like a like here I am I'm spinning it. You Liz, you realize that I severely screwed up post production last time. Do you really think I'm going to insert <laughs> new sound effects? Um, but you <laughs> good, should. Good luck with that. I should. I should. Yeah. That is a talent that I should <laughs> yeah. that I should have that I should find and and grow. Yeah. Don't take a chance. Don't take the chance. I no, take it back. No. Um, before, just kind of a quick thought here, before we jump into what we're going to talk about for this episode, we should probably talk about future episodes. And I'm just putting this out there right now. Liz and I have not talked about this at all. So this we is did surprise. not. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, I think we're definitely going to do Thor, right? I think we should. And we'll probably talk Justice League. And I'll Justice try League not to be, be negative. 
tunic. And of course, we're encouraging everyone, everyone to go see Thor and Justice League because as everyone, all of our listeners here should know that I won Thor and Justice League in the Random Chatter movie draft. Um, those are not uh, yeah. Liz's movies. Those are my movies. And I'm I'm not the one who cheated in the movie draft. So you should definitely go I see my cheat. movies. I didn't cheat. How did I how did I cheat if you got two big blockbusters? Answer me that. Riddle that's, me that, buddy. That's that's for a different time, Liz. Oh, we is it? Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, but, but folks, if you have not listened to the movie draft, please go do so. That's on the main uh, Random Chatter feed. Uh, so you can get it through your podcast app or you can just go to randomchatter.com and you can find the podcast right there on our website. Uh, lots it's of fun. basically just Tim and I snap, sniping at each other, which is apparently what we pretty do much, all the chat. Pretty much. There's one person who bought like all the movies, cheap, and I don't know how that happened. And then Liz and I just kind of yelling at each other through the whole thing. So good times. Yeah. Good times. It's, it's pretty much like this, but with a couple other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So Thor, uh, Justice League, um, we have, uh, what's the... Should we dive into like a full like Marvel versus DC, Justice League versus Thor, like compendium or is that too soon because we're gonna have a lot of that in our future i don't want to pull the cord on it too soon because we're gonna have a lot of marvel versus dc discussions. we already have a lot of that um you know where i stand on the whole thing though. oh no and, and and i agree with you well then we'll definitely might have to have jonas for that episode because he is firmly in the dc um camp yes we and he and i snipe about that all yes, the time exactly so. <laughs> exactly yeah and then uh yeah, that's I like that. I like where we're going with that. And then we'll have obviously December tiny movie coming out that we'll want that, to talk the about. The Star Warp thing? Something like is it it's like something <clears throat> about the stars the the Star Wars? The, I I don't know. I'm Go see a Star Wars. Ch- IMDb, I'll have to check and see. I think if you google it something might come up. It's it seems like that yeah. would. Um happen. yeah, we should definitely do that. <laughs> I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. And probably since this episode, what's this episode on, Liz? Uh, uh, where to, what are we talking about? Halloween. Yes. This episode is our favorite Halloween films. We should also try to factor in there, not to be overly ambitious, uh, favorite uh, uh, Christmas time holiday movies. Oh, what's next? Favorite Arbor Day movies? <laughs> <clears throat> Liz? Yeah. Obviously, Arbor Day movies are, it's like uh, Fern Gully. Hello. <laughs> Yeah. That's Arbor Day movie. Right? I, Isn't Arbor Day about trees? All right, we're getting off topic. Christmas movies, yes. <laughs> I mean, is it too late to end this episode and find another host? <laughs> <gasps> You're fired. Everyone, if you want to be a host with me, just email me because Tim's fired <laughs> from the podcast that hit was his idea. But I have that kind of power, so... <laughs> That's, that's true. You, I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty convinced anyone does. All right, reel it in, you. That's right. All right. So, um, our, our typical spoiler warning applies here. We are going to be talking about a variety of different films, so we're not going to be spending a lot of time on on any one of them and going into a huge amount of depth. But these are films. All of the films. I mean, Liz has a list. I have a list. These are all films that have been out for quite a while. Uh, if you haven't seen them, you definitely should. But just be warned that, you know, we're going to throw some 
spoilery things out there. I don't think we're going to give anything big away that you're going to say, oh, I wanted to see that movie, but now you told me the end. We're not really going to like talk about the end. I mean, we're going to we're going to talk about Harry Potter. We're not going to talk about the end of Harry Potter. I'm going to talk about the end of Harry Potter. <laughs> Just kidding. I do you see, folks, do you see what I have to work with? I might. I might. I'm going to spoil it. Just for fun. Because you're giving a spoiler warning. So, you know, we can say whatever we want. I do what I want. Clearly. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. I won't tell the ending of any movies. Fine. I did not agree to work under these constraints. <laughs> it was the contract you signed, Liz. I did not sign it. Did you sign my name again? Stop signing my name to things. So anyway, um, <laughs> changing subjects really quick. Yeah, so, Spoilers. so that's, we'll that's our them. spoiler warning. Um, there's also our you know usual language warning here. We, we're going to say language things. Because we're adults yeah. and that's what we can do. Like fudge. So, exactly. Oh. Liz, the language, that's really offensive. You just gave me permission. <laughs> so this time of year, it starts, well, okay, let's put things in context. I'm up in central New York, like right outside the Adirondacks. Mm-hmm. Liz is down mm-hmm. in tropical sunny Florida where there's still yeah. palm trees and hurricanes and all that mm-hmm. kind of crap. Um, uh, it rained today, and the rain was uh, like a little cold. Mm, so mm, um, yes, a little chilly. That's so that's fall. <laughs> so that's fall. Here I have yeah a, a lot of well, a lot, there's still a lot of green leaves, but I have a lot of leaves changing on the trees. I have a lot of leaves in my lawn. The nights are getting nice and chilly. They're in like the 40s. Uh, the days are actually eh, it's still a little too warm right now, but it's it's gonna it's gonna chill pretty soon, and. Uh, it's it's nice and, what's, and this. What's too warm? Ninety? Because that's what I got going on. Too uh, warm. It's in the sixties, sometimes the seventies. That's too warm. That's too that's cold. Too, that's too. This cold. is fall, Elizabeth. It's too cold. I don't like it. I like a nice like eighty with a breeze. Like that's perfect. Beautiful. That's fall. That's lovely. <laughs> yeah, Liz, you maybe you lived in. A pumpkin donut yeah. or something. <laughs> you lived in New York City for several years. You know what fall is like. Like eight and a half years. Even though it's, you know, still south of me at least. But the leaves change and it is, you know, pretty seasonable still down there. Yeah, I don't know how I did it though because there's winter and I don't like that. So I can't explain it. I like tropical. I'll I'll get you to come visit me during the winter. That probably won't happen. That's not going to happen. That's like the opposite of what will ever happen actually. That's like super never going to happen. I I believe that. I believe that. Anyways, I watch... um, movies to get me in the fall mood see and i'm already <laughs> in the fall segue? mood but then i like to watch the there's certain movies certain times of year that i really like to watch and it's not like i won't watch a lot of these films at other times of the year but at, at this time of the year i like crave these films and like when it's in september i start to think about these films and i'm like oh really soon and for some reason in my head it's like okay it has to be like October 1st or after, then I can watch these movies. And like, I make myself wait. I actually don't wait for, it depends. You don't wait for anything. Like, I like, we were we were just talking about ABC Families, like 31 Days of Freeform. Halloween movies or it's whatever. It's not family anymore um, because back when, they, they I swear now. Back, back when it was, not, when they didn't want to talk about marijuana all the time and sex, <laughs> but... Um, 
but I guess I always watch, I don't have network TV anymore. So that's not like a thing. I don't, I don't know what's on. So that doesn't necessarily like put me in the Halloweeny moods. I have to do it like myself. Um, so sometimes I forget, I guess. I don't necessarily wait until the season mm-hmm. to watch them. Um, I don't know why. Like I, a couple on the list I've already watched this year, but super not even like preparing right. for Halloween at all. But especially not, okay, the first one on our list is Harry Potter. Both of our, that's the only one that's yeah. on both of our lists, yeah. by the way. That's hilarious. I was going to put Hocus Pocus on my list, but I haven't seen it in a really long time. So I need to rewatch it. It's not necessarily like one of my favorites. I like it. I just haven't seen it enough times for it to be like a favorite. Um, but anyways, Harry Potter. So I don't wait at all to watch Harry Potter. I watch it mm-hmm. whenever the mood strikes. Um, so that that one. But I do consider it like a seasonal like Halloween yeah. or Christmassy movie. Either one, either one fits oh, yeah. for both we were talking about. So, and and you have it on your list too because Harry Potter is thebomb.com. <laughs> what what's your what's your favorite Harry Potter movie? Okay, I like number five the best, and then I like number three the second best, and then I like number seven point two <laughs> the third best. Although I've only seen it three times because it makes me cry uncontrollably, like. As soon as Dobby dies in 7.1, sorry. Oh, Liz. As soon as Dobby dies, I I told you I was going to say things. <laughs> Can't not. As soon as Dobby dies in 7.1, I'm like a mess, and then I uncontrollably cry, and then going into 7.2, it's like all over. Um, or he dies, yeah, at the end of 7.1. Um, but 5 is like, I love Order of the Phoenix. And you know what I really want is I really would love to have an original Order of the Phoenix movie when, like, James and Sirius and Remus and Peter are all really young and, like, all of the events are happening mm, when Voldemort yep. first coming to power and everything. Um, I, f- I think that that would be the most interesting, like, recapturing of the Harry Potter magic. I mean, I really like Fantastic Beasts, but it's, like, I don't know. It doesn't even feel like Harry Potter because uh, it's so different than the of tone. But um, number five is like my 100% favorite favorite. I always usually, not always, but a lot of times skip number four because I don't like the movie very much. And I feel like the book is so much better because of all the spew stuff and the like the building up of Hermione and Ron in that one. Mm-hmm. You really miss out on that in the movie. Um, so that's one I sort of skip. Uh, I don't know really why, but. My mom likes likes four. She's a huge Harry Potter fan too. But four is like, nah. So four is Goblet of Fire, and that's the one that they have the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah, I like parts of it, but overall, it's like everybody's like so whiny and teenage. Yeah, yeah. But I I think the tournament is. I think that's a lot of fun. I think that's like that's a fun part of the movie. I totally agree with you about three yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Um, I think that's my oh. favorite personally. I love that one. Yeah. I do like Order of the Phoenix, too. That's definitely in my top few. I think Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite, though. It's, it's uh, number one, my favorite character is Sirius Black. And so he's prominent in both Prisoner of Azkaban and Order of the Phoenix, which is why I think mm-hmm. those are two of my favorite ones, because he's yeah. just like, I love him so much. Um, and... I mean, we could just do a whole episode on Harry Potter, by the way, because we could go in depth. And we probably um, should at some point. I mean, it is just such an incredible series, and it's great that, you know, you have your core cast of characters who are truly kids in the first movie. 
Yeah, they're like and, babies. Yeah, so you get to see the the characters, the actors, and the story all grow and become so much darker and more serious as they grow with it. And it's, I mean, obviously because it has to do with wizards and stuff, it's such a great Halloween series of films. Um, it's so accessible. I mean, you can, like you said, it's on Freeform so much. Um, it's on this time of year. It's on during Christmas, but they also play the movies through the whole year. And you can, I mean, I find myself often, I'll flip through the channels. Oh, there's a Harry Potter movie. I usually don't even care what one it is. Um, yeah. I'll just click on it and put, and put it on, even if it's just playing in the background for me and I'm doing something else, or I'll actually legitimately sit and watch it. They're just such great movies, and they're really well done. And um, I will say it's not something that I'm like this hardcore analytical fan of. It's not like a, it's not like Star Wars for me where I like to pick it apart. Um, they're to me, they're just enjoyable movies, and I like to watch them. Yeah, same. Yeah, the only one I can't put on the background is um, Seven part two because it's so emotional oh, and yeah. I get sucked in immediately. And I, again, like I said, I've only seen it three times. Mm-hmm. I saw it in the theater twice. And then I literally like watched it once, like for the third time last year. Sure. And I, I, I was very surprised by how much it hit me because I hadn't seen it in so long and I had just done like a full rewatch. So I was like fully in the mentality of Harry Potter. And I just like, look like I had been beaten with the amount of like puffy eyes and tears. Like I I was like, I can't, I can't go anywhere for like a, like till tomorrow because I look wretched because I've just been like uncontrollably crying. But what I love about Harry Potter is that it really, like you were saying, it really grows with you. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I was introduced to it when I was older, but watching my nieces and nephews um, read it and watch it with their ages, like as they grow up, I think that that's such a unique aspect of the film that you don't, that even star Wars doesn't have because the characters were introduced to them at their age and that's who they are. Whereas the kids were not only growing up on screen, but they were also growing up during the making of it. And so you really get a unique perspective of that, which makes it sort of like a completely intergenerational franchise where it's very appropriate for kids in the beginning. And it becomes something that kids can handle because because they grow with it. And so yeah. that's sort of really cool to see and one of the things that I love about it. And it's just, like you were saying, it's fantastical and it's just take what it is. And I do like to do like um, book versus movie sort of analytical you know, comparison just because I've read both, I've read them and I've watched them and there's so many differences, but they they each stand alone on their own that analyzing one doesn't ruin the other. You just have to accept that like, they're different pieces of a whole story, and that's okay. Right. And and having J.K. be a part of everything and really protect it throughout, knowing that she put her stamp on everything makes it, like, <laughs> yeah, fine. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> um, except for the portrayal of the character Ginny is the only part where I get, like, ah, fully the <laughs> been a little bit more protective of who she is in the book versus in the movie but that's the only thing that i get like indignant about um but i love it i i now i want to watch it so <laughs> maybe i'll have to do a halloween rewatch it, it's that good it really is so good. I, I mean all the movies they're they're wonderful and and i have not read the books oh <gasps> tim, tim 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 yeah tim. i know it's something i need to do and my stepson has the book so i can always borrow them from him Hello, so, jump on it. So yeah, they're they're awesome Halloween watching. They definitely definitely keep me in the mood. 
so we're going to, Liz and I are going to kind of alternate here. We're going to do one off of her list, one off of mine. Um, the first on my list is the classic uh, Universal monster films. Uh, Universal being the, the, the movie house. And so we're talking like the 1930s original Dracula, Frankenstein, uh, Mummy, Invisible Man. I mean, obviously they had a bunch of spinoffs. So you saw like the son of Frankenstein and Dracula's daughter and, and, and that kind of stuff. What if the son of Frankenstein and Dracula's daughter got together and it was like a Halloween rom-com? I see, and that could be fun. That, How that could be a lot of fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> we had you know great actors who portrayed a lot of these characters, um, some of them portraying multiple uh, multiples of these characters or, or different ones at different times. Uh, you had Boris Karloff, you had Bela Lugosi, uh, you had Lon Chaney and Lon Chaney Jr. who, who cycled through a lot of these different characters. And they're just, they're so much fun. Uh, one thing I will say is that when we get through both Liz's list and my list, you are not going to see, there's no hardcore horror or gory um, stuff nope. on our list. It's its not a style that either one of us are into. Um, I mean, for me, I am great. I love psychological thrillers and that kind of thing, but those don't stand out to me as being Halloween films. Um, so for me, the classic Universal Monster films, I mean, they're in black and white, which give them this different feeling. I mean, you could, you could colorize these movies and it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have the same feeling to it in black and white. And with the lighting and how they have to cast the lighting on a character's face to really, you know, bring that point home and with how the shadows are and that kind of stuff. It's just the, the, the direction of them is incredible. Um, sometimes the writing is a little awkward. I mean, this is, this is the thirties. So you're looking at really very early cinema, um, especially in terms of, of, of talkies. So there's, there's still some, some writing issues. Uh, and these are adaptations in many cases of classic, um, of, of, of classic writing, you know, uh, in terms of Dracula, especially Dracula and Frankenstein. Um, they're just fun movies. I mean, I, I own the original, you know, I own the universal set of monster films on, on Blu-ray and, uh, and I, you know, throw them in and watch them, uh, American classic movies. Uh, has also been cycling through them. They do their month-long October thing. Uh, well, they'll do, particularly in the evenings, uh, they'll do a lot of different, older uh, type of the traditional horror movies, old monster movies, that kind of stuff. So you can find a lot of them or sequels of these films. I'm generally not fans of the sequels. I like Dracula. I like Frankenstein. I like The Mummy. I like The Invisible Man. Um, when they get into the son of the daughter of the, whatever, in a lot of cases, the actors are changing and I think the stories really deteriorate and they're kind of stretching a little bit. Uh, I'm not a big fan of those. Liz, do you, do you like these movies? Have you watched them much? Um, I've seen the mummy, like original mummy, and I don't think I've seen any of the other ones. Um, I don't know why my dad, I, I will say like, it's, it's a different. It's in a different area, but I love Bella Lugosi, mm. and I we used to watch Plan Nine from Outer Space like 
all the time. It's like one of our favorite, like cheesy, you know, movies to watch. Um, so I always, even though I haven't really seen him, um, in a lot of those classic movies, I sort of picture him as like my, one of my iconic, like monster guys. Um, even though I did not grow up really watching Mm -hmm. them. Um, but I feel like now I feel like I need to go back and give it a little, um, cause I was raised on old movies, like definitely movies from the forties and fifties for mm-hmm. sure. And so I think that's just my, my parents aren't really big into like scary films. So we just never right. watched them. Um, which is why, again, to mention what you're saying is uh, the, this list does not represent horror or scary films necessarily as much as it does like some classics or things that are more fun like fun halloween Mm -hmm. films i think uh especially my list um or yours too really we both yeah yeah, we both uh (laughs) not big fans of the horror but um i feel like i'm gonna have to go back and give a watch but i did i have seen the mummy original og mummy but that's the only one that i've watched and to be honest it's been a really long time and i don't think i could really like tell you anything that i even remember about it (laughs) because i think i just watched it on tcm one day like back in the day, but it was such a, it's not something I grew up with or like analyzed or was like, this is, <laughs> you know, I don't have it on DVD or anything. So they're great. And there's, you have early movie special effects. And so, like in Dracula, you see, you know, they'll have a bat flying around and you can see the string attached to the bat as they kind of bounce it around outside the window. And well, that's like in, that's like in Plan 9 from Outer Space with the, the spaceships are like the plates yeah. on the, Exactly. So but it's not even, you know, like in the 50s when they did that, people would say, oh, that's cheesy. Well, this is the 30s. That's not cheesy. That was special effects. Right. That was movie magic. Um, And there are some cool like animation type transitions that they integrate into into the films. And, uh, you know, quite it's just it's part of the genre and it and it works. Uh, for the Invisible Man, I, the Invisible Man was done fantastically. Uh, for you know, being nineteen thirty three, it, it just awesome effects, really, really awesome effects. So th- these things work, and you know, Frankenstein is just classic. Um, one of the things on my list for later is uh, Young Frankenstein, the the Mel Brooks movie, and in that yes. they actually had the laboratory set from. The original Frankenstein movie, yeah, that's which awesome. they so they set that up in Young Frankenstein, and uh, that's just so cool. I mean, that's just this really awesome continuation of, of history, and these are just like fundamental movies, I think. And you know, how many times have we seen you know remakes of the Dracula franchise, the Frankenstein franchise, the Mummy franchise, and it's not quite this i i mean i'll say out of any of them the mummy movies um particularly the ones that they did in the 90s were probably amongst the better ones um especially the the, the first two of that series with with brendan fraser those are my favorite <laughs> you know how i feel about the mummy we've talked about the mummy before <laughs> they're good movies they're a lot of fun um they don't have that halloween feel to me so you know those particular movies yeah, don't necessarily make my list but they are fun remakes of that. Um, I did have a chance to see on one of my many trips in the last month uh, on an airplane. I watched the Tom Cruise mummy and it wasn't, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. 
yeah. it's it's yeah. <laughs> I, I I think this whole I think the dark problem... universe thing that Universal is going for yeah. is just crumbling down around them. Um, they don't have the magic that these films from the 1930s had. Or even the magic that the Brendan Fraser ones had because they were being like funny. They were being serious with the mummy, but they were also adding the camp and the fun in that if you don't have that and you're taking it completely Mm -hmm. seriously, then you have to do, you have to have like a whole nother level, which is what they're trying to do poorly with the Tom Cruise ones, I think, but stop it already. Like enough of you stop it. They're trying to create like a Marvel monster universe. And like, I don't know that that's necessarily what everybody wants. Yeah. I'm, I'm inclined to, I'm certainly inclined to agree. I mean, if they did it well, then it might work, but don't, I mean, I don't know. We could go into a whole, it's like, I like Tom Cruise, but he does a very specific, he has a very specific set of skills. (laughs) Um, Not Liam Neeson, it's different, different from that. Um, But it's, I don't necessarily think it's monster movies. So to have him be your launching pad is like a very strange choice to me, but whatever. I mean, we know Hollywood's not always making great choices. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. So yeah. what's uh, what's next on your list? Okay, I'm going out of order from the list that I've created because I just was doing things sure. off the top of my head. And so I'm going to start with Casper <clears> because <throat> Casper, I love Casper. <laughs> Let's just start with that. Um, 90s, like classic, Christina Ricci, Bill Pullman, uh, Devin Sawa, hello, yum. Um, which is funny because now watch, like rewatching it as an adult, I'm like Bill Pullman all the way, like, hello, sure. love Bill Pullman. But as a kid, like Devin Sawa coming down the stairs as a human, Casper turned into a human was like, <laughs> <laughs> like the quintessential. Anyways, that's I, this is one of my favorite like kid like movies when I was a kid that it still translates and I love watching it as an adult. Um, deals with some heavy stuff, like the mom's, you know, the mom's dead yeah. and like then the, you know, like the afterlife and what is that, what yep. goes on there and like, um, you know, all of that. And just like teen stuff too, cause Christina Ricci's moving around to all these new places. So like the mean kids at school and all of that kind of stuff. But, um, I love this movie so much. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, did you ever watch this movie? Is it hold a place in your heart or it's too old? It's like beyond you. No, it's not beyond me. I've seen it probably a couple times. Um, it's a fun movie. It wasn't like a big wow movie for me, but I did like it. Um, I thought it was pretty well done. I mean, obviously Casper the Friendly Ghost is a story that's been around forever. And I thought this was a nice recreation of it. Um, and bringing in, like you said, Bill Pullman and Christina Ricci, this is the first time of at least a couple times that Christina Ricci will appear on as one of the stars of movies on our list here because she is she's a great actress and she does creepy parts really well. Uh, we don't have Adam's family on our list. We should. Yeah, because that would be another one. And, and even though Casper wasn't a necessarily a creepy part for her, but uh, still, I mean, just, you know, I, I think it was a good movie. It, it it wasn't one of my favorites, but it's a good movie. I, I appreciate it. Well, it also probably didn't hit you at the exact right age when, like, and you're not a girl, so Devin Sawa wasn't, like, the heartthrob <laughs> for you. Because <laughs> that was, like, a whenever I talk to anybody who grew up in the 90s, like, was it sort of like a teen or teen plus in the 90s when this sort of hit them perfectly? Because this movie came out in 95. Yeah. 
Um, so I was 13. Yeah, I was, um, uh, which I was is, a junior in high school, so. Right. So it's not the exact age to, or gender to necessarily for you. Right. I mean, other, other men might, might have swooned at Devon Sawa, but not you particularly. <laughs> um, but you know, like, oh, that was like the moment that you wished would happen. It's, it's, the, you know, what's funny about it is it's sort of switching the paradigm of like the girl walking down the stairs and like every, and the guy being like, dang, you know what I mean? It's the complete opposite of that. It's the guy walking down the stairs and the girl being like, dang. So I sort of love that it's, it sort of switches that on its head a little bit too. And then you also have to add in that it's got Eric Idle as like sort of the henchman, the, um, uh, Kathy Moriarty's henchman, Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. And so he's Eric Idle is Eric Idle and he's wonderful and hilarious. So, um, you know, adding him like it's very funny movie and it's just light. And so I do watch actually out of all the ones on my list, I do watch this one around Halloween every year um, because it's wonderful and it just makes me happy and it like makes me smile. And then I also like Devin. (laughs) Um, So that's my Casper shout out. And I put Casper out of all my list. I put Casper in all caps with five exclamation points. It's true. She did. That's how much I like Casper. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. All right. Go ahead. Oh, yes. True. I was going to put it on mine too. I'm sorry. I just saw you uh, in real time updating the list. Durr. I'm the second one off of my list is kind of a continuation in a fashion of my first. And mm. that is the Abbott Costello monster movies. And this isn't just the monster movies. I mean, Abbott Costello did a Meet Frankenstein, which had Frankenstein and uh, the Wolfman and Dracula. Uh, and actually the, Invis- the Invisible okay. Man also toward the end. Um, toward the very, very end. I guess I spoiled that one. Um, they they, <laughs> they did also have a Abbott Costello Meet the Invisible Man. Um, but there were other kind of like quote, spooky films that they did. Um, they had Evan Costello meet the killer, Boris Karloff. Um, so Boris Karloff did not play any of his traditional monsters, monster characters. Played, I believe they call him the Swami. So he, he played a, a different character, but it was kind of neat that they still put Boris Karloff in the title of the film. Um, so that's a, that's a good one. It's, a, uh, it's done as a murder mystery in a, in a hotel there's uh, Evan Costello meet Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. There is um, Evan Costello meet the mummy, Evan Costello, uh, let's see, hold that ghost. I think there's there's one or two other ones that are kind of of that same ilk. And these are like late 40s and going into the early to mid 50s. And first of all, it's Evan Costello. And I absolutely love their humor. I love the kind of slapstick comedian with the straight guy kind of humor. I love the, I mean, I like a lot of their movies even beyond these, but um, in particular these films, because I get kind of initially that list of monster films that draws me in at this time of year. And I've actually already watched, and my wife loves them too. So we've already watched uh, a handful of these this month. And they're they're just awesome. I mean, they're great to put on on a you know rainy weekend or something like that, or even if it's just eh, you know it's okay outside, but we're just kind of you know kicking around cleaning the house or doing something. They're great to put on in, in the background. Uh, again, I have the whole box set of of Abbott and Costello stuff, and uh, it, they're just they're awesome. 
they're awesome. They're just a lot of fun, really lighthearted. There is, uh, even with the, the quote, monster crossovers, uh, there's nothing scary at all about them, but they're just really well done. And I love the style of comedy. And the early ones are black and white. The later ones are colorized. It, they're, they're just great. They're great. Um, Liz, are, are you are you an Abbott and Costello fan at all? I'm a Who's On First fan okay. for sure. Um, and we used to listen to on car trips, um, we would listen to like their, their, uh, radio stuff, like their, um, cassette yep, tape their comedy show. I don't know. their bits. Yeah. their comedy show. their bits, um, on long trips. Uh, so I've listened to them a lot and I think there, I even, I'm like remembering now that you're say, talking about them is that like, they've done some of the radio stuff with the oh, monsters really? oh, in it. Cool. I think so. But it's been a long time. Like, that's when I was a kid. But now that you're saying it, I really remember that. But I never have seen, like, I've never watched Abbott and Costello. I've only ever um, listened to their their uh, radio stuff and their recorded cassette tapes is what we had uh, back in the day, if you've ever heard of those. <laughs> Which is why I called podcasting, I still call yes. it taping, like I'm 100. <laughs> Tim made fun of me. Um, that's because I'm old and I'm still younger than you. <laughs> but yeah, I love Abbott and like my brother and I memorized who's on first when we were younger <laughs> and would do like the bit together because we it's the best. It's like one of my favorite all time favorite like bits yeah. of all time. So I love them, but I've never seen um, any of their monster movies. I know about them. I've heard of them, but I'm never I'm aware yeah, that they exist. They're so much fun. Um, and it's so neat to see, especially if you like you, you know, when you watch the original monster films and you know you see the characters and those characters are really really serious I mean, there there's no comedy at all in these movies they're very very serious movies and then you put them in with Abbott and Costello and it's like you know they're trying to play these serious characters but they're just being put into these just silly situations with these silly characters and it it's just it's so much fun um i i love them they're they're just fun to like marathon um, we've also had like Halloween parties and we'll just put them on in the background during a Halloween party because they're, they're that great, you know, and it's nice and lighthearted and, and they're cool. So you, you gotta, you gotta marathon those. If, if there's anything at all on my list that gets like my highest recommendation, it's, it's those movies. I sort of think I should watch like the original monster movie and then pair it yeah. with like the Abbott and Costello yeah. monster because I think that that would be really a funny comparison of like the seriousness versus and then switching the paradigm of adding like the silliness into the mix of the oh, serious yeah. monster which I I love the idea of it which is why I like the mummy because you get the Brendan Fraser mummy because you sort of get like he's so funny he's like weirdly hilarious and then you have Jonathan who's funny so yeah. I like when you mix scary with funny or or serious and funny I'm, I like that mixture so I think I would like that a lot well and and also the great thing is is that the actors who play the monsters in the Evan Costello movies are the original actors see that's even better that's perfect I mean you have Lon Chaney Jr. and 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 you have Boris Karloff and, and you have uh, Bela Lugosi and it's just, that also makes it so awesome. It's just, this wasn't just like a parody that was done and someone had this great idea and, oh, let's, you know, cast some actors. No, they already had the actors and they brought them in and they did this and it's just awesome. I get so excited about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> that does make 
make it better like it legitimizes it and also makes it like more epic yeah. like that's what that's sort of like what we would all want to see today happen exactly you know so what do you got um my next one i don't know oh, okay i don't know um because some of these are like uh, like newer i guess the great pumpkin would be next charlie brown and the great pumpkin such a classic um, such a classic. Have you gone back and watched it recently? Uh, I I think I saw it last year when they ran it. I, I usually catch it every year. Because I think it's like super like weirder than I remembered as a kid. It's different from like the Christmas Charlie Brown um, because that's like a classic story and it's not like, but then the odd, the great pumpkin part is like super funny, like weird, a little bit strange. I mean, um, you know, Schultz might have been smoking some pot or something. When he wrote this. He definitely was. He definitely was. Um, But I love the Peanuts. I Mm -hmm. love Charlie Brown. I love Snoopy. And I love... um, uh, So I'm in for all Peanuts movies all the time ever. So this is one that whenever it's on at Halloween time, I always used to watch it when I had a TV. Um, So I'll have to re... I don't have a TV, so I don't have any way to watch these unless they're on Hulu or Netflix or something. So I'll have to see if it's on there to be able to watch it. Um, that's sort of a shift for me of being aware of the seasons and really getting into the seasonal feeling. I think when you don't have network television to sort of put you in that mood, you have to get there yourself, yeah. which is sort of different and uh, not, not what I'm used to. So I think like not seeing commercials for The Great Pumpkin or anything like that, mm. it's sort of weird because also, I mean, other than horror films, there's no like halloween movies that come out now that like put you don't have any new like hocus pocuses or anything like that that really that would like shift you into like feeling in the halloween spirit um because horror films definitely don't do that for me so it's sort of weird i think that's not something that i'm just now realizing in the moment everybody are with me here in this moment i'm realizing is missing for my life is that like is that sort of like corporate shift i don't have that you know and that's a really good point the 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 networks play that up and if you don't have direct access to the networks and you're relying on streaming services well the streaming services don't push stuff seasonally like that so right. yeah you're kind of relying on your own awareness and or browsing habit to find it right something tells me that like all the peanut stuff is on netflix it has to be somewhere I, I or Amazon, so. one of them. Yeah, so like you might be able to go out there and find Great Pumpkin right now. Yeah, maybe after we're done recording, I'll uh, I'll, I'll go look for it because I feel like yeah. I'm going to have to watch it before. Well, one thing that always also used to make me feel like Halloween was like when they would do the classic Halloween episode on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and, I, and I think that they still do that on some shows. It's just maybe I don't watch as many sitcoms <laughs> anymore because that's usually where you'd see it because, like, Scandal doesn't have, like, a Halloween episode. Right. Um, you know, so depending on what you're watching, you might not even get that sort of, like, te- television entertainment shift in tone on television either. So it's sort of a funny, weird thing that I'm just not realizing about life. Um and it's sort of strange and different. Well, and that's see, so you bring up another interesting point about things that the networks do, and that's you know, like holiday-driven episodes that we don't see. There are some that do it, but you don't see it as often as you used to. I mean, at least like yeah, when, like every sitcom had like the Halloween episode, the Christmas episode, exactly. the Valentine's episode. Yeah, when we were kids, they really. The sitcom seemed to revolve around that. And now it's like, 
Big Bang is usually pretty good with a Halloween episode and a Christmas episode. I couldn't tell you what else does. I think that scheduling, like, because they do, not every show is from a fall fall to winter break, then winter to, you know, summer sort of schedule anymore, um, that they don't follow. And especially with streaming shows, they're not watching them in real time. And they're not always even following, like, the real, like, they're, the way that they're shooting the episodes aren't even in real time necessarily. Right. They're not necessarily going from summer to spring to, or whatever that's backwards spring <laughs> to summer. I don't even know what the seasons are. Um, spring to summer to fall to winter. And so they're not, they don't have anything to follow in that way. They're not bringing you along on the yearly journey. Right. Whereas back was like full house family matters, like all of yeah. the classic TGIFs yeah. and the sitcoms. That's what you were doing. You were watching them in real time. So you would be on spring summer break with the characters. And when you got back, school would be starting. And so you were, that's just not the way it works anymore. Anyways, yeah. we got a little off, off topic, but like, um, it's just interesting sort of like now I'm in a bit of a vacuum as far as entertainment goes being pulled along with the season. So I'm going to have to just like make a list and pull myself it along myself. Modern Family does a good Halloween episode. Yes, because Claire yes, loves Claire Halloween. Yes, because Claire is big in the Halloween, yeah. <laughs> yes. I do love Modern Family and that is one that does yeah. it. So it's a good example. And I bet the Goldbergs do it because they're like that 80s. They, they might. You know, I don't watch yeah. it, but. They might. I don't want ABC shows still. It's a Disney effect. True. Um, <laughs> yeah. Charlie, I was wrong. Charlie Brown is not on Netflix. Nothing. No! Nothing. Charlie Brown is on Netflix. <laughs> oh. Very sad. I'll have to buy it. It's worth buying. I feel like I should own it. Yeah. Uh, and there's actually even a chance that I do. I think at one point a few years ago, like my niece, send it to me. And bought like <laughs> some box set of Charlie Brown movies or something. Nice. I did see the new. Did you see the new Peanuts that came out? What like last year or whatever? I loved it. I saw a little bit of it. It was so cute. Yeah. I loved yeah, it. It was good. I mean, the, like the red haired girl. I, I, I liked kind of the update of the animation style, but they still kept the same oh. storyline and stuff. It was pretty good. And the heart and like Snoopy's little like side story was yeah. adorable. I loved it. I walked out. I was just like so happy. I was like, it's the Peanuts. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it made me so happy. All right, what's next on your list? All right, so next on my list, um, I actually watched a couple nights ago. Uh, admittedly, I fell asleep about halfway through it just because I started watching it late. Uh, and this is on Netflix. Uh, I know this because I was watching it on Netflix, but I do own it. To me, this is, if not the funniest, at least one of the funniest movies ever made, ever. Uh, and that's Young Frankenstein. Mm, okay. I love Agreed. Young Frankenstein. Um, I'm, I'm a big Mel Brooks fan anyway. Um, the, and actually what got me to watch that night Young Frankenstein was because right before that, I watched Men in Tights. And I men love in, Men in Tights. Men in Tights. I laugh so hard I cry when I watch <laughs> Men in Tights. And then that just, yeah, that got me in the mood for, oh, I got to watch Young Frankenstein. And something made me aware that Young Frankenstein was on Netflix, which was then convenient because I could go to my, I could watch it in my bedroom. Um, and yeah, I just, I love Young Frankenstein. I love the humor. I love the timing. I love that it's done in black and white. Um, I, I love, oh, gosh, I mean, the story, the I, I Gore is 
the most hilarious character that Mel Brooks has ever created. Um, I, I love Igor, uh, you know, what hump and the hump moves and, oh gosh, just, just, I, I can't, and it's such a quotable movie. I mean, I could just sit here and just rip off quote after quote after quote. I love the movie. Love it. Yes. I'm with you. Um, I too love Mel Brooks movies. I was, dad was, my dad, it was a huge Mel Brooks fan. So he definitely watched, um, well, Blazing Saddles to the chagrin of my mother. Um, she does not <laughs> like Blazing Saddles. But hello, it is must watch um, Mel Brooks. Oh, on it the is. Hello. And I love Blazing Saddles. I mean, it's nowadays, Young Frankenstein could be made now. Spaceballs could be made now. Men in Tights could be made now. Blazing Saddles could never be made again. Never, ever, 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 ever. It, it just couldn't. And it is it, Blazing Saddles is absolutely hilarious. And, and the whole I mean, everything that makes it funny is the reason why it can't exist. Like it couldn't be made again. It's so offensive in all ways. I mean, it was the but 70s. Not. That's the thing. And it, it isn't, but it is. It's like that yeah. weird in between thing. Yeah, of course it isn't. Because, because what he's doing is. Right, because he's doing a social commentary using humor, um, but it totally is because it's so because it's so viscerally real to the time, to the seventies, to what was happening. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's what makes it perfect. And, and the and the thing is, is that that's that's Mel Brooks. He makes everyone, yeah. every character is a caricature. Right. So it drives not only that character over the top, but also the characters around them have to go over the top. And, and so, like in Blazing Saddles, that's where things, you know, that's where we hit this whole socio-political thing with Blazing Saddles that is just, like you said, I mean, it, it's almost cringeworthy, but then you're like, but it's funny. And he's not making fun of anyone. I mean, it's Mel Brooks. He's Jewish. He is the most self-deprecating man in the world. Right. And, and that's what he drives toward. And... In Young Frankenstein, I mean, there's a side of making fun of, you know, German names. Um, there's nothing in it that he's really making fun of everyone. He's just, he's satirizing. A genre. Yeah, he said, exactly. Like he's satirizing genre. the genre. And it's not even the Frankenstein movies that, that he's going after. And, you know, but you, you put Gene Wilder in there and Marty Feldman. I mean, again, Igor, just absolutely hilarious. Um, you've got Madeline Kahn and Terry Garr, who are two of the funniest women ever. And uh, I, it, oh gosh, I, I don't even, I don't, I'm so filled with the awesomeness of this movie. I just don't even know what to say. Well, another Mel Brooks movie that I love is The Producers. And so mm -hmm. if you're also talking about, like, let's talk about the song Springtime for Hitler, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's, he's. It, it, you're right. Like uh, so many of what, so much of what he did back in the day, and even into the '90s, because Robin Hood Men in Tights is '93, mm -hmm. um, and there's some of that. It's definitely you're getting into the '90s. It's still way toned down than what you could get away with in the '70s, oh, even. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. um, but it could never survive now with like microaggressions and like nope. the like everybody taking everything personally and people not being able to step away and have humor be the thing that separates from offense and truth. Um, 
which is back then what they used. You could use humor to challenge the paradigm, to challenge the the systemic problems Mm -hmm. and and have that be what stood between you and the offensive nature of the content. Whereas now it it, there is no there's no line. Like you can't you can't step away. Nobody can, um, which is sort of sad, but it's also just where we are and it's fine. But what I love about men in tights is that it's like Carrie Elwes who is like quintessential like (laughs) Wesley Princess Bride and he's like you know, doing the like men in tights song. It's perfect. It's like everything. He's it, the it, only it's Robin Hood who can speak with a proper English accent. Right. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. I don't know. I love Mel Brooks. So yes, yes to putting young Frankenstein on the list. I guess I never thought of it as a Halloween movie, even though it is Frankenstein. It's just, it's a Mel Brooks movie to me. So it's like, yeah, it's on a different level. So it's just not on my list because I just don't think of it as a yep. Halloween movie, but. I think it totally is. I think it fits on the list really well. So good choice. Yeah, it, it's on just that one. I, I I love the only thing about this movie that disappoints me is actually the the end of the movie. Mm. The energy of the movie drops so dramatically that I actually get bored at the end of the movie. Huh. I haven't watched it in a really long time, so I'll have to give it another watch and see. Yeah, it's just, it's a really strange thing to me that every time I, I you know I'm good with the vast majority of the film, but the very end of it to me just always drops right off. Um, so it ends up being you know very anticlimactic. Hence for the me. falling asleep. <laughs> well, no, the falling asleep. I mean, the falling asleep was halfway through the movie. The movie was still really good at that point, but I was just I was exhausted. <laughs> It's not the movie, it's you. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, at that point it was me. But yeah, Young Frankenstein, I, I just, it, folks, if you haven't watched it or you haven't seen it in a long time, it is such a great film. And it, it's classic Mel Brooks. I mean, this this guy, he this, this guy knows how to do satire and he does it he so does. well. And it's just, yeah. He's the king of satire. Oh, absolutely. The king. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, that's my next pick. <clears throat> yeah. All right. I'm going to go. Oh, which one do I want to do next? Let's see. I'm going to put one that I sort of I was looking. I put it on because when I was like Googling like Halloween movies just to spark like what Halloween movies are there? Because like Harry Potter and Casper came to me and then I was like, what other movies are there? <laughs> so I was just Googling like lists and stuff and Monsters, Inc. came up on the list, yeah. which I was like, well, I never really thought of as a, ho- a Halloween movie necessarily, but it works because of the monsters. Mm-hmm. And so I put it on the list because it's my number one favorite Pixar movie of all time. I um, and I'm, I love it so much. Uh, Billy Crystal is one of my favorite people just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, he's right up there with, it's like Robin Williams is like oh, yeah. top and then Billy Crystal's like really, really close. Yep. Um, and so he, he's the voice of Mike Wazowski, obviously. And I just, it's, it's hilarious, but it's also heartfelt. It's something that you can watch as a kid, but you can also watch it as an adult and get more out of it, which is the case with all Pixar films. Um, but it's really the main Pixar film that works for for like a Halloween movie, yeah. I guess. And I just never thought of it that way. So I put it on the list because I sort of like thinking of it as a Halloween movie. Um, so I think I'm going to watch it because I own that one for sure. Yeah. I think that might be the only Pixar movie I own <laughs> because it is my number one favorite Pixar movie of all time. I love it. I could watch it a hundred times. I love Monsters University. I love anything. I quote like, put that thing back where it came from or so help me all the time. <laughs> like in any, it works for everything. Yeah. 
for every context, it works, especially online dating. It works for that too, but, um, uh, we won't get into that, but it works. Um, anyways, what do you, how do you feel about it's, Monsters Inc? No, Monsters Inc. I agree. Um, it is also my favorite Pixar movie. I think the movie is just so well done. Um, it's a great story. And like you said, it's very funny, but it's also very heartfelt, which I think is, is the hallmark of a good animated film, especially when you're trying to make a real family movie, uh, where it's not just good for the kids. The adults see a lot of value in it. You have a, you have like these tiers of humor that are in there. So it's really funny to the kids And there's this subtle humor to it that's also really funny to adults. Yeah. Where sometimes it's like maybe this like really very subtle and still very appropriate like sexual innuendo, which they might put in there a little bit, which is like the kids don't get, but the adults are like, oh, (laughs) that's pretty funny. Um, You know, or just actions or words of the characters that the, the kids don't necessarily pick up on, but it is, it makes it great for adults. And I... I love that there's this, like this this era now for the last maybe twenty years of animated films like Monsters Inc. that do pay attention to the full audience, knowing that yeah the kids want to see this, but the parents or older brothers and sisters or aunts and uncles are there with them and they need to entertain them too. Um, and and it is I wouldn't have otherwise characterized it as a um as a, a halloweeny movie eater either but it totally makes sense yeah i didn't until i saw it on the list i was like all right i could see yep. that and i sort of yep. i you know i don't have any other like season when i watch monsters inc other than when the mood strikes me yeah. so i sort of i think it's sort of cute to be a little like you know, because it's monsters, it works for Halloween. And now that now I want to be one of the monsters for Halloween. <laughs> <gasps> okay, I might have to rethink life. <laughs> and I, I always like to see, especially in animated movies, you know, who the, who the voice actors are. Yeah. Because you, They're you so get some good. really awesome actors. Like you mentioned, John Goodman and Billy Crystal yeah. are Sully and Mike. Um, Steve Buscemi is, is Randall, who's the like the gecko. Yeah. Uh, John Ratzenberger from Cheers, yep, uh, uh, and from Star Wars, and from a lot of other things. Uh, he's in there playing Yeti. Frank Oz is in this. Uh, Bonnie Hunt. You know, you so you you've got this great cast of characters that they that you have in this movie, and it it is it's just so much fun. It's really creative. Uh, Monsters University, I think, was a lot of fun too. It's so cute too, baby Mike Wazowski. Yeah, it really is. It's it's a it's a it's a cool story, but yeah, this was just this is fantastic. I, I think Monsters Inc. is great, and it's sort of I think not a lot of people think of it as far as Halloween either. So it's a fun like random pick to have on the list um, if you're making yeah. if you're looking for a Halloween movie list, put it on there. It's fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. What There's you, nothing wrong with that. What do you got next? Um, I'm going to jump into, uh, this was my late edition, uh, Beetlejuice. Yes. Well, we've talked about Beetlejuice before, you know, you know, my epic fail on Beetlejuice, right? What was your epic fail on Beetlejuice? That I've never seen Beetlejuice. Remember we talked about that I've never seen Beetlejuice before. We talked about it on random chatter. So go ahead. Give it to me. I know. I'm sorry. I, I apologize ahead of time. All right. 
I know ab- about it, that it exists and Michael Keaton's in it. You you have to, this, oh gosh, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice is outstanding. Um, it was originally supposed to have a sequel, I think. Weren't they going to make one recently? Like they're... I'm yeah. They've not. we've been hearing murmurs of either a reboot or a sequel uh, done with it. Don't and reboot it. So <laughs> this is a so it's a Tim Burton film. Um, this is an earlier Tim Burton film, 1988. So it, it is Tim Burton. So it's a little weird, but it's not bad weird. It's 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 really good. I mean, the story is outstanding. The effects are are pretty good that are in it. It's a really fun movie. Uh, you have, you know, some early uh, Alec Baldwin. You've got Gina Davis. Michael Keaton uh, plays Beetlejuice. And it is, it's so much fun. And it jumps between present day and then this, you know, ghost kind of, of existence, this ghost plane of existence. And uh, it's it's so much fun. It's a, it's a really cool movie. It is one of those movies that I think is good at any time of year, but just simply because of the nature of the story and the characters and the visualizations, it's great for for this time of year. Uh, let's see who else is in this. We have Catherine O'Hara, isn't it? Uh, or, uh, Winona Ryder. This is really Winona Ryder, and she was she was really awesome in it. It's just it's a fun movie. I'll watch it. <laughs> Liz has to watch it. We need to have like a, you know, write-in petition or something. You don't have to petition me. I already promised Lou I would uh, I would watch it because he was very upset that I'd never seen <clears throat> Beetlejuice. So I have to. Plus, I'm going to do it for one of my – I have an Instagram series that I do um, called Thrift Store Cosplay. So one of the thrift store cosplays I'm going to try to do is Beetlejuice. So I feel like I have to watch it if I'm going to do the, the cosplay for it. So uh-huh. I okay. promise to watch Beetlejuice. I promise. I have to find it. I have to see it's on uh, Netflix or Hulu. If it's not, I'll uh, even buy it. I will like pay for it and just own it because I feel like it's I should. And I don't. It is not on Netflix. I just checked. Right. It's not on Netflix. Maybe Hulu. Maybe. Or if not, I'll buy it or rent it or something. I will find it and I will watch it and I will live tweet and I will let you know when that happens so that you can follow along <laughs> and see all my reactions <laughs> as I watch it. This this I vow to you, movie you, rampage you, listeners. You could actually like you. You should buy it, and you. It's a buy that you wouldn't regret. Right. That's what I'm saying. I'm I, I think it's worth that. Of that. I will. Yeah. I will buy it. What What is a good day for me to watch it, Tim? What day should I watch it? I, w- the day you buy it. Oh, that exact day. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Don't wait. There's no reason to wait. Once you buy it, which should be like tomorrow. Okay, I I'm free tomorrow. Good. Tomorrow I'm free. Yeah. So go find it tomorrow and then watch it tomorrow. It's probably available to buy now if given the season, maybe. I can find it. Well, it'll probably be on like iTunes or Google Play. I can buy it on there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. I and vow then, and then that I, I want will do this. A, I, want a full, I want you to live tweet. No, actually, don't live tweet it. I'm going to live off tweet also, it. Turn off all social media no. and just watch the damn movie. No, no. I'm going to live tweet it. I don't no, do no, that. I don't do that. You need to soak it in, Elizabeth. No, I have to share it with the with you. Afterwards, no. I want a no, 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 full no. review, like 10 pages, double-spaced. That's not going to happen. I'll give you um, the comment section of my Instagram post when I do the thrift store cosplay. 
<laughs> How's that? <laughs> What's your next movie there, Lizzie? Well, to stay on the Tim Burton um, bandwagon, we'll go for Nightmare mm-hmm. Before Christmas. And this is a movie that he wrote and also has Catherine O'Hara, actually, as Sally. Yep. Um, love Nightmare Before Christmas. Also, I mean, I feel like I haven't watched this one in a long time either. I feel like I, I need – because this is another one that always comes up in the uh, – ABC family back in the day at RIP ABC families, um, 31 days of mm-hmm. Halloween or whatever. Yep. They always play this one. Cause you know, uh, it just makes sense. Um, Jack well, Skellington. Weird things. It's nightmare before Christmas, but it's about right. Jack Skellington. who's was the King of Halloween town. Right. And so it kind of, it's really mostly Halloweeny. There's it bridges not that the gap. Much Christmas that's in it. It bridges the gap because it brings in Santa Claus and Christmas Town, and so it really does bridge the holiday gap. It's it sort of works for the whole season from Halloween to Christmas because it really like the events of what happens to Jack Skellington are largely related to him it, with Christmas Town, with him discovering Christmas Town and everything right. that happens there. So I think that it it is one that. You know, because he wants to take over Christmas, it works. I think it works for both. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love this one. I love it. It's wonderful. It's a classic. Um, it's fun. This is another Tim Burton movie. Yeah, written by, not directed though. Right. Um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's 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 still weird, even though it's not directed by Tim Burton. So quirky and weird, but in yeah. the best ways. It's actually very endearing for what it is. Yeah, it is. I it's agree with a, that. It's a, it's a neat little movie. It's very unique, uh, or at least it was unique at the time. There have been other films of a similar, at least animation style, I think. Actually, recently, what, last year or the year before, there was something that was... Well, there's Corpse Bride. Now there's a lot that have come out of since then, like Corpse Bride and Coraline and like... Coraline, yeah, that was I a... Think f- years ago Frankenweenie is like a little bit like that not quite I mean it's yeah. a, it's all of the ones that have come since then are still more updated and look almost like that CGI like claymation-y rather than the more like actual animation style although yeah. it has that too I don't know it's tricky it's in its own little um like because this was the 90s right yeah 93 so 93, yeah, 93. versus like Coraline Corpse Bride all of those came out you know, in the th- in the 2000s, so that's at least 10 plus years after that. So, um, but the animation is still, I think it's so unique still, even even given yeah. the newer versions that have, of uh, that style that have come out, which I think Tim Burton has been a part of some of them. Cor- Corpse Bride, right? He did Corpse Bride. I think so, yeah. Um, and, and this is a movie that still holds up. I mean, there's nothing about it that makes it outdated. Um, this is on Netflix, by the way. I just checked. It is currently on Netflix. Nice. Uh, Greg Proops is one of the voice actors in it. And Chris Sarandon. Chris. Oh, yeah. That's Jack Skellington. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, he's the speaking voice because I think Danny Elfman does the singing the voice. The singing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, Chris Sarandon. And then I think um, Pee Wee Herman <laughs> is yes. a voice Paul in Rubens. here, too. Paul Rubens. Yeah. Um, can't go wrong with that, can you? <laughs> no, you can't. And it's a it's a neat story. It's very unique. Uh, everything about this movie is unique, but it, like I said, it's also very endearing. I think. Yeah, definitely I, I, belongs I like on that. the Halloween list for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say so. I would All say right. so. And 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 like you said, this is a movie that does tend to come up. I, I 
would expect this to show up on Freeform. Totally. And 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 if it's not, it's on Netflix. Like I said, you can you can find it there. Yeah. Uh, my next selection here is a twofer. All right. If if I can be allowed. You are allowed. Um, Sleepy Hollow. Ah. So I like, and I know actually there's an older film of this, I think also, um, or called maybe Legend of Sleepy Hollow or, or some permutation of that. Uh, but there's the 1980 version with Jeff Goldblum. Uh, I don't own this. I used to have it on VHS back in the day. <laughs> um, I don't have it on disc. Uh, but the Jeff Goldblum one was was pretty good. Uh, the 1999 version with Johnny Depp is awesome. Uh, that is a great movie. It is a, I think probably of anything that is on this list, it's probably the most horror of anything here. <laughs> yes, by far. <laughs> and the thing is, it's not really horror. I mean, there's yeah, it's it, not. darker, scarier elements to it, but it's not like... At least to me, it's not nightmarish. It's not something that I can't watch at midnight in my house and then have to turn all the lights on. But that's just me. Uh, it's more like fantastical uh, horror. Where not again, horror is the wrong word, but like fantastical, headless horseman, like that kind of thing. Um, but not scary. Yeah. 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 It, it really. It's not very scary. I mean, there's a little bit of like you know some bloody stuff that's in it. There's, you know, some beheadings and some uh, <laughs> post-mortem surgery and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, but there's another... still more fantasy than, like, scary, I think. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Uh, this is another Tim Burton film. So and another we... Christina Ricci film. And another Christina Ricci film, yep. Uh, so we definitely are, are kind of on track here with, with Tim Burton films. Uh, Johnny Depp, who... It's interesting because for as much as I will say, uh, you know, I just, I'm I'm not sure about Johnny Depp. I like a lot of his movies. And the man is like a chameleon. I mean, he can play all these different characters and he completely transforms. It's not like you can see one of his characters on TV and say, oh, that's Johnny Depp. No, because his characters don't look like him. <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but his characters don't freaking look like him. I think one thing, though, about current Johnny Depp versus maybe like Sleepy Hollow era Johnny Depp when he was really more transformative in far, as far as like if you look at Edward Scissorhands and Sleepy Hollow and like um, like the first Pirates of the Caribbean when he really like Jack Sparrow was mind blowingly different than anything we'd ever seen. Um, he's sort of it now in our current era has become a caricature of that. Yes. Um, whereas he, he sort of is like that always like Charlie and the top, you know, the Willy Wonka and Charlie and the chocolate factory or, um, the Tonto in who is he in? Uh, Oh, um, um, uh, Lone Ranger. Yes. Well, Lone Ranger. Yikes. Um, and then, you know, all of the, I love the pirates series. Ooh, mm -hmm. pirates would be good for the list. Just a side note. Um, cause pirates are very, they could be Halloween. Anyways, yeah, yeah. um, aside from the very first pirates, like he's, the, it's very much, oh, just hitting all those notes again in the other movies. And so he's sort of transforming into a caricature of himself. Whereas back in the nineties, what he was doing was like encapsulating these sort of 
crazy characters and being yeah. very unique in that way, where I, I don't feel like he is as much anymore. I still really like what he does, and I think as an actor, he's very talented. I just mm. think he's gotten into this, like, let's cast Johnny Depp to be weird in everything. He's pale-faced and weird in everything. Um, and so this was, like, back in the day when that was, like, new. <laughs> now it's not so new, but this is, like, quintessential, like, height of Johnny Depp's being, like, just out there and him and Tim Burton working together, doing these like really unique visual sort of triumphs, whereas he's sort of gotten on a tangent, but back in the talking about sleepy hollow, I didn't know that I didn't know there was a 1980 Jeff Goldblum version. I've never even seen it. Oh yeah. And it's very, uh, Jeff Goldblum plays Ichabod Crane and he has very Jeff Goldblum in it. I love, I love everything about what you just said. And now I want to watch it. Because I love Jeff Goldblum, like, so much. He he really plays up the awkward, the awkwardness of Ichabod Crane. All right, that makes me happy. Whereas in this version, Johnny Depp, I mean, Ichabod Crane isn't awkward in it. He's just a very, he's presented to you as a very curious and different character. Very cerebral in a... I mean, it's essentially a period piece. And he's very cerebral in a time where science is something that is not really commonplace. And so his, you know, you have his approach to this whole Headless Horseman thing. And it is a, the you know, the story, I mean, there's, there's those little elements of horror. There's some mystery in it just because of, you know, the setting, it's it's Hudson Valley, New York, and it's fall. So it, it does have that all those nice autumny things that I, I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that kind of really put you in the mood for it. And uh, and it's just, yeah, you know, you've, you've got the murder and you have all this other stuff. And it's it's really neat. And it really comes out as a subtly as a as a whodunit type of thing. And then you end up with some some supernatural types of elements to it. But uh, yeah, so Johnny Depp, Christina Ricci, again, as you mentioned, who who does tend to find some really interesting and subtly creepy parts um, that she does. Um, you've got a lot of actors who, like by name, you might not recognize, but when you see their face, you're like, oh yeah, they've been in a tons of ton of things that I've seen. You've got Casper uh, uh, Van Dien, uh, who is uh, Johnny in Starship Troopers. Uh, who is in this? Um, you've got a couple of, of Star Wars actors. We have Ian McDiarmid and Christopher Lee, who Ooh. are both in this. Uh, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken actually plays the well with head headless horseman. And the only thing that's a shame about that is that Christopher Walken actually doesn't have any speaking parts <laughs> because that's that the, is a shame. It is because that's the best part of Christopher Walken is when he speaks. <laughs> Always, unless he's in a musical, then it's not that great. <laughs> yeah, it just it's you know you you watch movies with Christopher Walken in them so you can hear his lines and hear him deliver those lines because that's just the most wonderful thing in the world. <gasps> His delivery is perfect every time. Oh my gosh, and it's so uniquely him. How strange to have a movie with no speaking part for him. This is early though, though, in the you know, in his career. Earlier in his career. Yeah, I mean it's it's I mean I would say midpoint. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'd say midpoint in in his career. He interesting, I mean for his physique and his facial features, he was perfectly cast for this. 
very unfortunate that, that he didn't have a speaking part in it, but yeah. Um, yeah, this is a, it's, it's a cool movie. It's, it's a very compelling movie. It's a great film to watch. It, um, it's very well paced. You know, I don't think it has any like prolonged downs. It, it goes really well. So, I, I mean, this is, it's a movie that definitely has my recommendation. It still holds up. It's got a good amount of special effects and I really can't pick apart those special effects from a film that was done in 99 now to 18 years later and find much fault in them. So that's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really well done movie. Nice. All right. I'm at my last movie. So two movies, mine are two. Um, I, this is a newer film and I love it so much. I don't know if you've ever seen this one, Tim, but it's hotel Transylvania. I have not. And, um, you should watch it 100% because it's okay. basically all the classic um, monsters. It's the Invisible Man and the Mummy and Dracula and Werewolf and like all of them. And so the the voice cast is Adam Sandler as Dracula. That's awesome. Um, Kevin James is Frankenstein's monster. Not Frankenstein, <laughs> obviously. Frankenstein's monster. Um, Steve Buscemi is the werewolf. Wayne. Oh, gosh. Um, wait, who does the Invisible Man? I can't remember. Oh, John Lovitz is Quasimodo. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's like, okay, so the, basically the premise is that Dracula has a daughter, Mavis. Chris Parnell has a voice in this, too? Yeah. I love Chris, that, uh, uh, Archer. Is Chris yeah. Par- oh, gosh, that's fantastic. Um, David Spade? CeeLo? Mm-hmm. CeeLo Green. Oh my I gosh. Know. What a great um, cast. Brian George. Brian George is the suit of armor. He's he he's um the Pakistani restaurant owner in Seinfeld. He's been in a lot of oh, things, okay. but that's like what I know him mainly from. Um there's a like Oh, he plays the she uh, Chris Parnell plays the fly. That's right, that's right, that's right. It's like all of your classic monsters. And so what happens is Mavis's Mavis's birthday is coming up. And so she wants to basically like she's teenage daughter and she wants to like discover the world, but Dracula sort of doesn't he's afraid of townspeople and like the monster sort of, you know, how the human world will um will respond to to vampires and to Dracula and to Mavis. And so he basically has this resort for monsters in it's called Hotel Transylvania and it's away from the human world. And there's all kinds of like protections. And so the humans can't come into Hotel Transylvania because there's all these like barriers that will like deter them from going. But there's one boy, Johnny, who's voiced by Andy Sandberg. Who, who gets through and he comes to Hotel Transylvania. And basically the story is that Mavis, who voiced by Selena Gomez and Johnny fall in love. Um, and so the whole movie is basically Adam Sandler trying to just deter this. And he obviously gets his friends, Frankenstein's monster and the invisible man and um, the werewolf and everybody. It, and Eunice, oh, Fran Drescher plays Eunice, who is, um, I think the Frankenstein's monster's wife, I think. Okay. Trying to remember who she plays, but her voice is perfect for all, like it's that Fran Drescher voice, the nanny voice. And so it's perfect for vocalizing a monster. I think, um, Oh, I'm looking at the cast for, for hotel Transylvania two and two. Uh, Mel Brooks yeah. is, is in yes. it. Dana yep. Carvey. Yep. Molly Shannon, Fran Drescher, Keegan, Michael key. Oh my gosh. Yep. 
so in Hotel Transylvania 2, Mavis and Johnny have a kid. And so it's like adorable because then Drac is trying to like deal with baby Drac, you know, like little. And so the premise of that one is the the kid Dracula is teaching him how to be a a monster, how to be a vampire. And Mavis and Johnny aren't sure if he's going to be a vampire because he's half human. And so the whole time he's like building up to Willie, won't he be a vampire? And Drac's <laughs> like, he will be, he will be, he will be. And so it's, it's, it is precious. And I was so surprised. Like the kids that I'm, I visit um, for Halloween, my, my niece and nephew in California, they made me watch this. And I was like, okay, because I like cartoons. I, I did not know how much I would love it. But I loved it so much. And we went oh, to gosh. see Hotel Transylvania 2 in the theaters together last year. Okay. Or 2015. Um, and it's – they're just – they hit every tone perfectly. They're, they're like spoofs on the monster genre, spoofs on like uh, pitchfork-toting humans and humans versus monsters. And just like every – it's got everything you could want with the best like voice cast for a monster movie. And yeah. I just – talking about all the things we've been talking about, this sort of caps it off. And I just think that you would like it because it's funny and it's, it's, you know, Adam Sandler and he's hilarious. At the height of his hilarity, he's great at voicing Dracula. He's hilarious. I have to see these. Um, I, I look – this uh, Hotel Transylvania 2 is on Netflix. The first one is not. It's worth it's worth either renting or buying yeah. or like getting a download somewhere because it's they're so funny and I think that you will really like them. Yeah, I, they, yeah. Gosh, I mean these casts are just fantastic for both of them. Um, I mean, obviously the key characters are the same for both, but then they add in uh, some different ones for the second one. I, I oh, God, it just it looks great. It looks great. Yeah, I think you would like it. And this, so the second one, they're celebrating this kid's the kid's birthday, and so that's when it's they have a big birthday party. So all the monsters come back to Hotel Transylvania, and it also I think it introduced Johnny's parents too, which is really funny because they don't like you know they're being thrown into the whole monster genre. Whereas Johnny was really cool with it. They're obviously like a little bit more conservative, but anyways, it's it's wonderful and it's definitely belongs on every Halloween list. And I think given like your love of the classic movie genre, this is like so perfect for like so funny and perfect to watch. Oh so, yeah. Introducing a new Halloween favorite for you. Cool. Cool. You're going to like it. Yeah. I absolutely have to check that out. Yeah. I really do. So the last one uh, that we're going to review, the last movie on my list uh, is Hocus Pocus. This is classic. Yeah, this is uh, it's a lot of fun. It's another comedy. Uh, 1993. This was uh, directed by Kenny Ortega. And you have. I didn't know it was directed by Kenny Ortega. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, so you have uh, Bette Midler, who it's, uh, the, the story, if you're not familiar with it, is centered around three witches who are basically brought back to life in present day or present day, 1993. Bette Midler is the smart one. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker is, this is pre sex in the city, Sarah Jessica Parker. Uh, she's the dumb slutty one. And she's my favorite one. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> she's just hilarious. I mean, it's just, she's so funny uh, in this. And then uh, you have, I'm probably going to slaughter her last name. Uh, Kathy, now, Jimmy, she's the she's the third witch and she's just stupid. So it's it's to an extent almost slapsticky between the three because you have these three different personalities and they're all just kind of going in different directions because of 
you know, chasing after whatever interests them. I mean, you've, you've got the one who's trying to stay focused on what it is that she knows that, you know, these witches need to do now that they've come back to life and, you know, trying to obtain the things that they need to. You've got Sarah Jessica Parker's character who's just chasing after men. Um, and then you have the third witch who is just, you know, oh, squirrel. I, I, she's <laughs> just, yeah, she's, she's yeah. just dumb. <laughs> Um, but it, I mean, they do get to be very formidable uh, when they need to be. But it's all a comedy, and it's uh, and it's a it's a very fun movie. It's a it's a fun ride. I mean, don't expect anything really deep from it. I don't know what else to say. It's just it's it's just a fun movie. It's it's good to watch. Yeah, it's one of those nostalgic early '90s. What you said '93? Yeah. yeah, yeah, early '90s nostalgic. Uh, Halloween, just, yeah, it's just like frothy. It's like a pumpkin spice latte or something. I don't drink those, but I hear they're good. Um, but just like delicious and, and gets you perfectly in the mood. And it's just like the perfect, it was like, it's like a, a lightning strike. It's like the perfect cast at the perfect, in the perfect year at the perfect season. It's like, it's a great, yeah, I, it's a great film. I, di- I don't know why I didn't make my list. That's shocking. <laughs> I, I regret not putting it on my list. And it's a family movie, too. It's kid-friendly. Yeah. It's a Walt Disney film. You know, there's a lot of kids that are main characters in it. It takes place on Halloween. So kids are out trick-or-treating, and they're dressed up, and they're doing their thing. And so the kids end up tied up in this adventure with the witches. And, you know, the witches are, are doing their thing and... and you know, they just have kind of their, their comedy of, of errors uh, associated with it. So it's, yeah, it's just a fun movie. So are there any movies, Tim, now that we've been just getting into the Halloween spirit that you thought of that we're not going to really go into, but you're like, hey, that should have been on the list? Because I was thinking Adam's Family totally should be on mm, the list. Yeah. I think Pirates could have had a place on there. Just Pirates could could be yeah. Halloween-y yeah. in a certain way. Yeah. Um, I thought of another one and I just lost it. Oh, Edward Scissorhands. I thought Edward oh, Scissorhands yeah. would be a good Halloween movie. Um, those are some off the top of my head as we were talking about movies. I was like, oh, we should have put those on. Although, um, although I'm not really a fan of Edward Scissorhands. It's it's not a – I don't think it's particularly a fun watch. I think it's I think it's, it's an acquired it's heavy. Tape. Yeah. It's, it's heavier. It's like sort of depre- – it's like a little bit depressing because the his, his life is depressing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's so well done by Johnny Depp, and he's sort of got that, you know, that early Halloween-y sort of uh, pale-faced, yep. kooky character yep. thing going on. Um, but those are just a couple that I thought of off the top of my head that sort of maybe belong on an extended Halloween list, but yeah. we didn't have time to go into or didn't think of. And fo- folks, I mean, if, if um, I'm, we're sorry to disappoint if you were expecting, you know, some... Friday the 13th. Like Friday the 13th. Kind of, and hey, it is Friday the 13th. On Friday the 13th. Um, <laughs> or Halloween or Jason or any of those. Yeah, um, you know, if you're expecting that stuff, um, sorry to disappoint. When, when it comes to Halloween-y kind of films, uh, Lizzie and I obviously are a little more lighthearted uh, with the stuff that <laughs> we watch. We're more PG, PG-13. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, I mean, I think... And G. I think Sleepy Hollow <laughs> is probably the most hardcore that our list got. I will say that I have seen <clears throat> Halloween, the Rob Zombie remake. I've never seen the original Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, she's in that, yeah. right? And it's a good movie. I don't, okay. It's a perfectly fine I've movie. I've never it's seen it. It's just not my thing. 
my, a friend of mine, I would allow him to choose one scary movie a year to force me to watch because he loved them so much. <laughs> and so I, I let him wa- like pick one. And so he chose Halloween, the Rob Zombie remake, which is horrifying. It's got horrifying like rape scene in it. And I was like, this is horrible. Like, why would you make me watch this movie? And after that, I was like, I don't care what the other one was. I don't care if it was good. I'm never watching it after this. And then the other one I've seen, I've seen Freddy versus, no, it was the, some, what was the like newest Freddy Krueger movie from like maybe five years ago? I don't know. Was it Fred? Yeah, I don't know either, but it's some. Whatever the newest Freddy Krueger movie was, he made me watch that in the theaters and I hated it so much that I never I'm never going to watch a Freddy or Jason movie just on principle. So sorry about that. And then the other oh, good one. And then the other scary movie I've seen is The Ring and also like nightmares for like a year. Um was afraid of static on the television for a very long time. Yeah. So I won't this just like I don't like movies that like bend your mind or like i don't know open you to like dark things it's just so if you're into that like give me a reason why that it's great because i would love to hear why like what about it because for him he really likes like he loves seeing other people be scared like he's (laughs) sick that way he's a little sick um but he just really like the the suspense of it really like makes his heart race and he loves it. So I love to hear why you like them if you like that. But for some reason, I just like, I had a friend who wanted to go to Halloween Horror Nights and I was terrified to go because the chainsaw guys <laughs> see me and they come after me because they know that I'm going to be afraid and I'm going to run away. I'm like that girl and I'm not that girl in any other area of my life except for when it comes to scary things. I, so that's why I don't like them. I'm not a fan. See, I gotta say, but, okay. if I was like one of the chainsaw murderers, I would see you and I would say, oh yeah, she's a screamer. I'm going after her. That's totally I'm what a, I would say. I'm a borderline, like, I might punch you in the face if you come and too that close. that I would be scared of. That right. I would be scared of. <laughs> how You got to wonder in those, like, haunted house types of things, how often right. those the jump scare guys actually get punched. They have to get punched often. Like oh, I, yeah. Although, I will say I've never punched anyone at <laughs> Halloween Horror Nights or in a haunted house. I think, like... My like my reaction is like to to go in and then punch. So the going in, I remember like, oh, these are actors. It's yeah. not real. Um, but I feel like there has to be occasions. Like I would like a, a haunted house worker tell all where they tell about how many times they've been punched or something. Um, okay, now you've added something to the list. Now go because how do we forget this one? This is classic. Ooh. Classic. Clue. Oh my gosh. I, I, oh I my love Clue. Gosh. My whole family loves Clue. And yeah, it's a, it's Clue a movie. Clue is the best. That, you know, certainly we own. And, and if it happens to be know. on, we stop and watch it. You know, obviously Tim Curry. He's the boss. Con, I love Tim Curry so yeah, much. Christopher, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd uh, Martin Mull. Oh, it just, I mean, such I a know. classic, classic movie. That is is it's a genre. It, it's kind of a genre of its own. I mean, it is a whodunit, but just the way that this was done, and you know, you have the different endings to the movie, and uh, just so much fun. Um, and and great Halloween. Oh, it pick. is. And and uh, actually, my uh, I think I just saw it this morning. My local theater does um, 
they've been doing, they do a, a flashback movie thing. So I think two yeah. or three times a month, they will have, uh, they'll show an old, an older movie. And uh, the one for this weekend that they're showing is Clue. Uh, unfortunately, I'm nice. going to be out of town. Um, but I will be, I'm going to be going to, is appropriate to all this, I'm going to be going to Salem, Massachusetts. So, yeah, bring yes. my family out there. And, and Salem in October is just like perpetual Halloween. Um, and that's a lot of fun. You've got, you know, the, the Witch Museum and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, the one bummer about being gone this weekend is that, you know, to have the ability to go see Clue on the big screen, uh, which would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's just. I want to see if they're playing it in my area. You, you should check. You absolutely should check. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the information for it when we're done here. Yeah. Well, and that made me think of Tim Curry. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show would have been oh, a great yes. one to be on yeah, the list. Duh. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then I also thought about um, all the Hitchcock films. I feel like doing like a Hitchcock marathon would be very mm-hmm. Halloweeny. Whereas again, that's another one where they're not necessarily Halloween movies, but I think that they would fit well in yes. Halloween, like The Birds and Psycho, yep. and yep. Um, so just a couple other honorable mentions Strangers that we didn't really train. delve into. Love Strangers on mm. a Train. I've never oh, seen that. That is so good. So good. I like to catch a thief. That's my favorite. Hitchcock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I'm a big Cary Grant fan. Yep. He's my favorite actor of all oh, time. Really? To, to, to just go on a little tangent. Sure. Yeah. Number one favorite actor of all time. That's Cary a good Grant. pick. That's a good pick. Oh, which, okay, <clears throat> to give a little, another honorable mention, Arsenic and Old Lace would be a great oh, Halloween movie, that's too. That's interesting. Yeah. Have you ever seen Arsenic yeah, and Old Lace? Yeah, a long time ago. Long time ago. Oh, That's that is fact. one of my favorite mm-hmm. Cary Grant movies, and it's got that like uh, um, Boris Karloff, and it's that sort of like, oh, it's that's a great yeah. movie. Okay, I own that yeah. movie. I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, one I haven't again. seen that in a long time. I gotta. I need to find that. I need to find that. That's a good movie. And that's him at his height of the height of his um, uh, uh, Cary Grant slapstick sort of situation uh and it's got mm. peter laurie who's playing dr einstein in it so peter laurie has got that sort of classic oh, yeah yeah uh igorish sort of situation oh that's interesting yeah well and P- i mean peter laurie has some great roles i mean from the original um oh gosh going back 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 into the 30s uh, the White Devil, because he he always he oh. plays creepy characters. That's yeah. that's kind of his. Oh, thing. Boris Korloff is not in it. It's Raymond Massey who's play, who plays Jonathan. Who's I thought it was Boris for some reason, but it's Peter Laurie that I was thinking of as okay. the classic. Um, he was in a lot of those genre films. Okay, um, but Raymond Massey plays Jonathan Brewster. Yep. That that one is great for Halloween because it's basically it, to remind you. Or I want to go a little bit into this because now I'm thinking this belongs on the list for sure because it's one of my favorite Cary Grant movies and he's my favorite of all time. The ants, um, Martha and Abby, are the ants of Cary Grant's Mortimer Brewster, and basically they poison people who are drifters and bury them in the basement. Oh, um, okay, that's the and story. With, yep. With yeah, with arsenic, and so. Um, Jonathan, who's sort of Jonathan Brewster, who's Mortimer's brother, comes home and he's 
super creepy and like wants to stay and they don't want him to stay. And so he finds the bodies in the basement and uses it against them. And so now they're trying to get Mm -hmm. rid of Jonathan. So it's, it's hilarious. And the whole time Mortimer has Elaine, uh, Priscilla Lane, who plays Elaine, um, who's trying to marry him and he gets caught up in trying to like stop the ants from murdering these drifters (laughs) with arsenic in their tea. Um, and it's, it's perfect. It's great. It's perfect for Halloween. Okay, I'm rewatching that one before I watch anything else. Okay, I just got really, really excited. This is 1944, Cary Grant, perfect black and white, like slapstick comedy Halloween movie. Okay, I'm very nice. excited now. All right. All right. I, I think we're going to wrap this up now because we've, we've gone over, yeah, I think we're we over are. an hour and a half here. So, um, yes. so we should wrap this up. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, folks, um, please, first of all, thank you for sticking around with us and being patient while we kind of had a, a little bit of a hiccup here in the start of, of our new podcast. Please stick with us. If you like us, tell people. Uh, we definitely like some feedback. Uh, you can get us feedback in a number of ways, uh, the first of which is by email, uh, moviewampage at randomchatter.com. Then you can also find us online, facebook.com. Do I really need the .com for <laughs> Sorry. Facebook.com slash Random Chatter Network, which is the network for that we're on, but it also encapsulates all of the other shows as well, um, all, all of them. <laughs> and then we also are on Twitter. Um, Random Chatter is our parent uh, host uh, Twitter handle, and then ours is Movie Rampage Pod. Then I'm at Nerd in the City and Tim. Uh, I'm at Qui-Gon Tim. That's Tim with two M's. And then you can find all of our shows at randomchatter.com as well. Yeah. Um, it's randomchatter.com. Lots of good stuff on there. You can find uh, links to all the shows. There are some articles posted. I actually just started um, a new blog for the website oh. a few days ago. Um, and it is, if, if, if you listen to the, the Random Chatter show, you'll know I'm a big James Bond fan. And so uh, I started a blog called About Bond, and uh, my so my first episode or my first article, which I called Episode One, um, is uh, is is posted <laughs> up there on the website now, randomchatter.com. Uh, please go check it out. Give us some feedback there. Um, and from what Liz mentioned, I, we'd love to hear what your top movies are for this season, uh, for for Halloween and and, and for fall. Um, Twitter is probably the best way to hit us up. So uh, at Movie Rampage Pod is probably the best way, and, and you know that way we'll we'll all see it. And uh, you know send send us your list. Let us know like your top five are. So we definitely like to hear it. We also want to know if like our list influenced your list oh, yeah. at all. Like, did you are you taking any of our suggestions? Because we would love yeah, to hear yeah, that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, be sure to spread the word and support us. Again, we we are a new show. Uh, and we did have some hiccups, but we are hopefully back on track. Uh, we hope to help probably be recording another episode, probably even before, uh, Halloween hits, hopefully. And, um, so like tell people about us. We want to get listeners, uh, leave us some reviews up on iTunes and Google play. We are up on there. Um, you know, click all the stars and write some stuff type some stuff in that uh, will convince people that they want to listen to us. Tell your friends, your family, your coworkers, anyone who you know who likes movies uh, and who likes to talk about movies and listen to things about movies, um, please let them know. 
you can also uh, throw us some financial support. And that's not just support to our show. That's support to the entire Random Chatter Network. Uh, and we're actually going through some changes here that, at, at the network. Um, we did have some shows that had some other opportunities. So they've kind of shuffled off. Um, but we still have our main shows here at the network. And we're soon going to be adding um, some more shows. So definitely stay tuned. We're, we're going to have some really cool changes here uh, at the network, which we're really excited about. Um, so financial support definitely helps us. Uh, we have our web hosting fees. We have uh, our storage uh, fees for all the podcasts and that kind of stuff. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash random chatter. And uh, even just a dollar a month will get you into our uh, Slack channel, uh, which is basically like an online discussion group. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a big chat room with a lot of smaller chat rooms in it on different things. So we have chat rooms based on the shows, uh, like Movie Rampage or Echo Base, which is our Star Wars show. Um, we have certain channels just for movies or certain things like Star Trek or Star Wars or music. Tim's food that he makes. You can see all the food yeah, that Tim makes. Yeah, there's a food one. Um, there, there's an alcohol <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not on the alcohol one. On the I alcohol. need to be on oh, the alcohol yeah. one. Yeah, you gotta get on the alcohol one. Uh-oh. That's so, dangerous. Uh, yeah, so just a dollar a month, patreon.com slash random chatter gets you into that. You get to chat with uh, all of our hosts and um, our staff and, and a lot of our other uh, donors. Um, and even going up from there, $5, $10, $15, $20 a month uh, gets you some different perks. Uh, so sometimes you get some, we have, we'll release some things that are just exclusive to Patreon donors. Uh, sometimes you'll get early access to things. Um, we have all sorts of perks that, that come out through there. So patreon.com slash random chatter, check it out. And we absolutely appreciate it. Um, we consider ourselves to be fan sponsored. So we are sponsored by you folks who contribute to us there. Yes. And the music you hear on this podcast is by Ian at Bearded Audio. Um, thank you, Ian. You're a fantastic human. So, folks, uh, thank you very much for listening to episode 2.1, question mark, uh, Movie Rampage's special Halloween episode. Uh, so join us for uh, next time, episode three, which uh, we haven't figured out what we're going to cover, but we're going to do something fun and exciting for all of you. Bye-bye.